Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. We're going to bring the casual episodes back, Luca Nation. Uh, episode 625. 625. That's pretty impressive, man. 625. That's a lot. You know, like, it's a lot. You know, if lot. you had 25 episodes, it'd be a lot, right? And then you did it five times that would be a lot because that would be 125. And then you did five times that, that would be a lot because that would be 625, which is the episodes we are today. See, fun with math for our listeners for the first 30 seconds there. Mind blown. Sometimes I get tired, like talking cards. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what am I even doing? Every I mean, day, I couldn't do anything people, every day. There are people who have to talk about, you know, math. People have to talk about politics. People talk about like war. We get to talk about baseball cards. Well, sports cards. We get to talk about you know the hobby. That's a cool thing. You know, you can't get tired of it. I mean, I guess you can, but well, I get tired because. I don't want to just show up here and just talk for talking's sake. I want to show up here and add value. And I'm always conscious that someone on the other end is giving me or sharing a part of their day with me. I don't want to sound like a doofus or steer them in the wrong direction. All right. Well, listen, where do you believe you provide the most value? That's, I guess, the best question. Do you believe it's in your analysis of basketball? You believe it's in your NBA analysis? Do you believe perhaps it's also the value you provide in maybe there are some people who are a couple years younger than, than, than you are listening to us. And maybe they are a couple years further back on the path that you were on. And maybe the value you provide for them is kind of like lessons learned. You know, maybe they're 28. Maybe they're gambling a little bit. You know, maybe they're going down a path that you don't want them to go down. Maybe that's where you provide value. It doesn't necessarily have to be about like, oh, buy this card today. Maybe it's because we have this platform here. Maybe you could spend five minutes and tell the listening audience what you think about shill bidding. Because a lot of people come to us with that as a topic. Maybe we can have a conversation about that. And people might find it interesting. Well, let me answer your first question. Where I think I provide the most value is twofold. Avoid the mistakes I made. Gambling, for one. Like, for example, a lot of people, I mean, I guess it makes sense intuitively, but when you gamble, at the end of the day, it's a win or a loss, right? Mm-hmm. You either you put 100 bucks in, you got a 200 bucks back, or get zero, right? Your bet's yep. closed. All or nothing. You, all or nothing. But when you buy a card or even a stupid NFT, even if that item doesn't do well, you can still recoup 30%, 20%, 10%, 50% of your value, right? You're able, you still have something there that you could sell, recoup, and put your money in. I've had bets where I had the best bet ever. And at the end, right. some miracle happens. I'll give you an example. Just a few weeks ago, I had Villanova over UConn. I played them live, got them plus 300. They came back to lead that game by five points with 30 seconds left. The guy bricks the front end of a one-and-one. UConn comes down, hits a three, tie-up ball. Possession arrow UConn makes another three. UConn loses by one. Got nothing, hmm. even though I was kind of right. 
point is don't do that. But second thing I really love is the point. People... The point is the point is don't do that. That's it. All that there was a lot of detail right there. There's a lot a lot of detail right there. And... You would have been better buying a Colin Gillespie card, honestly. I mean, damn freshman throws up this half court shot. It's like he's tearing my heart out. So so the 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 moral of the story is don't get into Toto or Nada type of investments. Terrible. Right? You're, I still you're remember Mexican, the Seahawks right? Pats Super Bowl for the rest of my life. First off, never bet against Tom Brady. You're just an idiot. And I've done that so many times. <laughs> Listen, the people who bet on Tom Brady in this hobby, they have all done well. But the second thing you is I love giving people like, um, hey, I'm passionate about this. How do I turn it into a business? Like my sister, we're talking today, and this has nothing to do with sports cards, but she grew up and 16, 17, 18 years old, she had like facial stuff, you know, like acne and pimples and like that stuff and that weighs on a girl's confidence a lot right and since mm-hmm. then she's been going to a lady a dermatologist who's helped her a lot not just with the creams and all that stuff that they sell but just with like the, you know use this when your face is dry or use this when your face is too oily right so i said mm-hmm. ariel make your test your testimonial the things that have caused you so much pain help other girls create an instagram page you're a graphic design major or you want to be a graphic design minor why don't you practice making thumbnails and content and build an Instagram page to help other 16-year-old girls and share your story with them? And use so, the marketing major to then turn it into something worth some money. So that's where I get really my joy is like helping people take their ideas or passion and turn it into like into the into a business. So those that can't do teach. Okay, just sucks, man. You know me for 625 episodes. <laughs> What the fuck do you want from me, man? I couldn't play pro <laughs> soccer. I'm not that funny. I took improv. And I those can't who can't stand teach, teach gym. Am I right or am I right? I can't what act. Like, what do you do want it. me to do? What do you want, man? Oh, I'm going to be a teacher. But, but, but you know what I you think what? you're going to do? Tell, real, real you're going to play. Quick. Yeah, go ahead. At least in 2022, I could be a teacher and make a few hundred thousand or maybe a mil. But if before, because of Instagram, you could teach through content. Yes. Before that, not I would like have had to be like a gym. teacher. You're not making a million right. dollars. <laughs> Before, I would have to be a teacher and make like 30K or 40K. Yeah. But you're, you know, listen, you have made it very clear you're never working for anyone. So I get it. So you're going to be an Instagram teacher. So I literally work if, for everyone, I realized. I work for our can... team to make sure that they're taken care of and they're spoon fed exactly what needs to be done. <laughs> I work for our partners. <laughs> I work for her audience. I work for PSA and SGC suburbs. Uh, we work for everybody. Listen, I'll give you some credit. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't know this. Andrew fields a lot of sponsorship inquiries from different <laughs> various companies out there. And, um, you know, each one of them approaches us differently. And one approached us this week. And basically the gist of it was, they wanted just like 30 day trial, like a free sample, you know, like, uh, like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, sign up and get your 30 day free sample. And then after the 30 days, you can cancel at any time. But if you love it, you know, put your credit card down and sign up forever. Th- this was their pitch. It was kind of like, uh, give us everything for 30 days. We'll give you nothing. 
And then after 30 days, if, if we think it's a fit, then we can talk about what we might be able to do. And so, uh, so I bent and, over and I said, you know what? Do it. But, <laughs> but first, but first call me, like, just take me yes. out on a date. And they're like, no, 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 that's not our. It wasn't a no. So that's the funny part. It wasn't a no. That alone wasn't. A, it was like, let's let's have a call and talk. No, no, email's better. All right. Yeah. Okay. You can't even buy me ice cream. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and he's a weirdo who likes pistachio. I will tell you <laughs> a something. A lot of funny. people like pistachio. People came at me. I got a lot of DMs when I said only weirdos like pistachio. I got a lot of pictures of people's freezers. They came after me. They're like, what's wrong with pistachio, fat man? I so, like when there's a, a little crunchy pistachio. Not just the flavor of it. I like right. when there's the actual nuts in it. <laughs> you like the nuts in your mouth. I get it, man. I understand how. There was no way I could have works. said that differently. You, it, I mean, you could have just said, I like pistachio ice cream that has nuts in it instead of the pistachio ice cream, which is green without nuts. Yeah. Green without nuts and, is weird. I mean, uh, listen, I'm with you, man. I mean, pistachio, not my thing. Not my thing. Although, um, look, people are very, people are very, you know, choosy about what ice cream they eat. I was having some vanilla chip the other day, vanilla with chocolate in it, you know, like not chocolate chips. It's got like little pieces of chocolate and it just evoked a visceral reaction here. I wouldn't, I don't understand how people eat vanilla chip ice cream. Oh my goodness. And Nemo, I love it. I love You're, it. The kids? You know? Yeah. I mean, the, you know, Leah is, uh, let's see, what does she like? Basically anything. She'll eat anything. Uh, Ian, vanilla. It's just vanilla. Don't put anything else in front of me. Slim Shady. <laughs> just give me vanilla. Vanilla and done. All right. So listen, bringing it back to sports, we would be remiss if we did not give LeBron a bit of credit. He's 176 years old, and he jumped very high. It's an impressive. Can I tell thing. you? Can I give you my breakdown? So I was watching it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was interested how it would go because Cavs have played incredible all year. They're without Jared Allen, who's a huge loss. I'll come back to that in a second. But I was like, is LeBron going to show out in his like m- maybe final game in Cleveland? It's probably not, but you know what I mean. Yep. And dude, so uh, Mobley had three fouls in the first half, and that was it. When Evan Mobley was out, there was no one stopping. There was no one to meet LeBron at the rim. Laurie Markkinen's yep. not going to meet him at the rim. Kevin Love's not going to meet him at the rim. There was no one to meet LeBron at the rim, and he just attacked relentlessly. Relentlessly attacked all game. Which is what he should do. If there's well, no rim protector, that's what he should right. do. But if there is a rim protector... He can do it. He can't. So, and you know what Cleveland does really well is they rim protect with a help defender. So they'll like have Kevin Love backpedal and Evan Mobley or Jared Allen come from behind and kind of help the and with Evan so Mobley out with, and Jared Allen out. With uh, Allen out and the Cavs kind of limping towards the end of the season, 10 games left, can the Nets catch the Cavs and avoid the play-in? With Durant putting his team – so you have to look at the standings. I think they're about two and a half games back of that six seed, the Nets. Um. You know, Durant basically is having fun out there. He's, you know, he's doing his thing and he's putting his team on his back, sort of like LeBron's doing. Um, can the Lakers move up a little bit? I, I think the Lakers, you know, a play-in game is, is unavoidable for them. There's only about 10, 11 games left for these teams. But the Cavs, they're, uh, you know, they're in danger of, of, of dropping into that, play, into that play-in. You looking at the standings? 
I am, I am, I am. Surprised, right? I don't think it matters for the Nets because in a one game, I mean, here's the Nets next few games. Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks. That's a tough run. That's a tough run. They play the Cavs once. I don't think they catch the Cavs, but the Cavs are going to struggle, man. The Cavs overachieved all year. They have. They've overachieved, and it's a good season. They have a lot to go back to the drawing board. It's going to be interesting to see how they compete in the playoffs, not to say they're going to win a series, but just to give them a little confidence that they can play with the big boys. Do you remember the the NBA preview? I said both the Knicks and the Hawks were going to kind of suck. You know, that was a 4-5 matchup from last year. The Knicks are just awful. I mean, just awful. They are bad. <laughs> I mean, they are really A lot of bad. things didn't go their way, too. Like, and, and also, a lot of teams got better, and they didn't. So, yeah, I mean, the ball didn't go in the in the basket for them. That kind of didn't that didn't go that that didn't go that way. But it's shaping up to be an interesting, interesting couple of weeks when we get down to it for 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 the NBA playoffs. I like the play-ins. I mean, I, I, we talked about that yesterday, and and I like that basically on any given night anybody can win. You know, we came here, we talked yesterday. I said, you know, how you know Philly, um, you know, was probably going to sit Harden and um, and and Bead. But what we didn't we didn't give to our audience was you and I talked after our episode before the game, and I said, hey, you know, you might want to take a flyer on the on the Sixers because no one's expecting them to do anything, and now the the spread has gone too far in the other direction, favoring the Heat. I mean, I didn't think the Sixers would win, but I, I thought they'd keep it close. And I said, you know, without Maxi having to, you know, be deferential to Embiid and Harden, he's the number one guy. He'll probably have a good game too, and it worked. I mean, the Sixers without those two guys beat the Heat. Right? And actually, had a heck of a game. They're in a scary place, though. They're directionless now. Right? Because... What do you do after a game like that? That's what I was going to ask. What do you do? Right? What do you do? Can I tell you what I think they should do? Yeah, trade for Ben Simmons back? No. Move Harden to to the bench. Let him run the sixth unit. Like he did when he was first came into the league. If you actually really look at Harden's career, when he had the most success is when he came off the bench. You also said that the Lakers should move Russell Westbrook to the bench. I think that is your go-to thing when somebody is not someone you like. Well, it's not you move them to the bench like in soccer. You move someone to the bench and they don't play. The bench guys get 60% of the minutes that the starters do. But they go against inferior competition, which is helpful to guys who are a little aging. And they also get to run the offense because the second unit typically is role players. It's guys who aren't traditional ball handlers who either are really good three-point shooters or, you know, three and D guys. Now they get to be the number one guy, but we're slightly versus slightly worse competition. That favors a Harden. That favors a Westbrook. You know what's funny? Well, uh, we'll give a little, little, little insight, little insight. Um, in high school, I bowled. My high school had a bowling team. Yes, loved. Please, please give me the uh, give me the give me the fun. I was the captain of it. You guys got to remember, you're a, tri- I was you're a, a leader. I was a football player and a soccer player, and then got hurt. I couldn't do that anymore, but I still wanted to play sports, so it became non-contact. It became volleyball. Do you regret bowling. your injury? I mean, it's not something you can regret or not regret, right? You, you know, it's not something I did. It's something that happened. Do you, you know? wish if you could trade, would you have wished it came in college and you could have played college sports? Mm, 
I don't know. I'd 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 prefer it never happened at all. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how. It works. Well, the reason but I ask the, is because Manny on our team he didn't play college sports, even though he got recruited. He chose academics over college, right? And, and you look chose how that academics. He's very smart. He's a very smart, <laughs> smart guy, right? He's um, Manny. We love you. You're very smart. So but maybe you wouldn't go law. Maybe law wouldn't be your thing because you would be playing college sports. You might have gone business. I or mean, you knew you were going to be a lawyer. I might have played soccer at Drexel, and then life would have – the red carpet would have been rolled out for me. You never know. No, so – but the point here, guys, to, without getting too crazy, was the way that it worked was you had an A team and a B team, right? And they both played, right? And it was a best of three series. So the A team played against the other team's A team, and the B team played against the other team's B team. If both of your teams won, it was over. You swept, 2 nothing. It was sort of like, you know, men's tennis in a smaller tournament, right? You take the first two sets, you don't have to play a third. If those teams split, however, you had a C team, which was whoever you wanted. You could put some from A, some from B. You could just use your A team. It was a third match, and that decided the best of three. Even though, so it was like five, five per team, right? Five on the A team, five on the B team. Even though I was clearly one of the five best I anchored the B squad, and our B squad won like 85% of our games because our squad, we didn't just put our five best on the A and then the six through 10 on the B. You know, it was mixed up. So we had the two, you know, two to nothing more often because every other team kind of did the whole put your top five on the and And what is your best, right? You had a guy who probably, every team has had this guy who... At his best, he might be right near the peak. But at his worst, he's terrible, right? He has this huge variance. Versus you might have had a guy who's just consistent. Consistent. He might not be the best of the best, but he's consistent. So, like, best is such an interesting topic. It's like, who's also around you? You know, sometimes having someone around you. I mean, best is such a relative thing. Uh, Obviously, the clear-cut best are the best. But But your point, though, is in in the NBA – your starting five can't play 48 minutes. No. I mean, there are some people who play a lot of the game. I thought right? LeBron played the entire game yesterday. He yeah, didn't I mean, LeBron, I, I LeBron, it's amazing how he's doing it. But that's not the way you normally play. And, you know, normally a second team comes in and you're playing against the other second team. So it's not the worst suggestion in the world to throw someone like Harden on there to lead the second team. He's going to be ball dominant. He's going to get all the stuff. And you would like to think that – you know, maybe they'd make back some points if the first team was down or they could expand the lead on whatever that first team was doing. I get it. They could um, run two type, different types of offense too, which makes it really difficult for the team to game plan. They run the big man with with uh, Joel and then they run iso ball. It gets really tough. Like which? I mean, I get you. I, you would think though that by now Harden and Embiid would figure out the pick and roll. Like that they would have figured out how to do it, how to do it the right way, and figure out spacing, but they they haven't. It's, it's impossible. Odd. The one the one factor that for all of that where we just discussed the work is ego, mm-hmm. right? It's ego. Some players are willing to come off the bench. Some people just aren't, and it's that's where I'm at. I don't think Westbrook. I don't think Harden, after having such successful statistical careers, I think mm-hmm. that they're. I don't think they'd be able to do it. I don't think that Their they want to do it. Their egos won't let them. Okay. All right. 
but I mean, listen, I get that though. I mean, I can understand that, you know, these guys, they get to the position that they're in because of that, because they have those egos, you know, because they, they, they want to tell people they're the best in the world. You know what I mean? And then they go out there and they prove it and they hit, you know, I mean, look at one point in time, right. Westbrook and Harden were MVPs of the league. It's right. very hard to tell somebody who during their career was the most valuable player that you should go and sit on the bench and come off on, on the side. Cause in their mind, they're still like, wait, hold up. I still think I'm the best. Right, yep. it's not like they're sitting there like, yeah, all these guys are way better than me. I'm just trying my hardest out there. They they're still trying to compete to be the best. So, uh, that's why young teams like Memphis are so cool. These guys haven't gotten their first huge contract, right? They haven't right. be, have their egos. They all know their role. And even though you know Dellen Brooks or Desmond Bain was coming off the bench, man, they're just trying to earn their stripes. They just want to see their team win. That's why these teams of vets, even though it seems like they're good. It's very dangerous as playing with fire. All right. I mean, listen, they, we, we know some, uh, some Milwaukee folks. Obviously, you know, we, uh, Slamstocks, we're in a group with them. They love the Bucks. Um, I got into a little bit of a thing with them about, um, you know, their offense and their defense losing their best players. Uh, about Devontae Parker coming to the Raiders, and they said, you know, he wasn't that good, and, you know, they, they, you know, they're paying too much. And I said, you know, this is Darius Smith. Um, was a huge loss for them. They just don't, with 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 Rogers signing. I mean, I'm glad they re-signed Bobby Tunyon. That's uh, you know a nice little safety blanket for uh, you know for security blanket for Rogers his big tight end. But Darius Smith, who I said was their best outside linebacker, and they disagreed. He just signed with their division rival Vikings, a three year deal worth up to forty seven million dollars. So you're gonna see him a couple times a year. I guess we'll see. Whether or not he was really as good as I think. Employee of the year is the is Kirk Cousins' agent. Just incredible, incredible. I I, I still can't He's believe Kirk Cousins money. earns. He's making his money. What do they see in that guy? Why do you keep muting yourself? Oh, I see. You're talking. The kids are studying. I'll get into my play a little bit here. So, I have two plays, kind of similar guys, different trajectory of their career. Um, my plays today are one who is trend a basketball player who's trending up, and the Ooh. other who is a basketball player who's who trending down is going very to be handsome. trending down even more. But I love what I'm seeing from this team. So I'll start with the first guy. I think the Detroit Pistons are one or two pieces away from being an eight seed. So, like, okay. I'm interested who they're gonna draft, right? Like uh, and I'm inter- it's a lottery, right? So you don't even know where they're going to fall yet. But right. They have a really good team right now, a really good young team. Let me re- rephrase that. I like Cade. I like Sadiq Bay. I also like Jeremy Grant. I think he's a solid piece. And they have these interesting pieces around them. And they have an awesome coach for what they have, a coach that's built around a team like this. Dwayne Casey, coach of the year. Right? He might not be able to get his team to a championship, but if you guys remember that Toronto Raptors team, was a good team. They battled hard every single game. Marvin Bagley is a guy no one's talking about. It's and he he's he's been sold off so much that no one even like people post a nice card of his and the whole group will like scoff at like even considering buying it. And it's yeah. it's 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 the cage's point of when you lose cardboard relevance, it's really hard to get it back. Really yep. hard. Because it's like, people don't even realize that he's putting up double-doubles, 20-point games, you know, 10 rebounds, playing good minutes, playing hard. 
on a team that frankly isn't good enough and isn't playing for anything and is just meshing. And he's the fifth option on that team. I think you could find some prism silver, prism color of these guys for a few hundred bucks. 15 and 9 last night on 28 minutes. Six of nine shooting. No turnovers. He's a guy that's going to be in the rotation next year. It's just he is what he is. He's a good player. 20 and 11 before that. 13 and 6 before that. 15 and 8. 20 and 11. 19 and 10. 18 and 8. And and this is in 28, 29 minutes. This isn't like a full game, you know. Rips would say use the per 36. Um, so that's one guy to look at. Whether that's, you know, take a flyer on his national treasures, can't be too much, or a prism uh, parallel, do your research, that's one. The other guy that I said wouldn't play this year, but the team wouldn't make the announcement, they'll kind of like let it, you know, kind of hover around, is Zion. There was no reason for them to bring Zion back. They're not going to make the announcement that he's not coming back and put a lot of pressure on him. So they just kind of let it play out, let it play out. And here there's 10 games left. They're like, Zion's not coming back this season, obviously. And people who are with who are holding hope are going to dump his cards right now. They're just not going to have the patience to wait for next season. And that's your opportunity because, honestly, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, followed the exact same track record as Zion. I don't know where you guys want to put them now, but they both have had card-buying opportunities and card-selling opportunities. Now, Simmons has a herniated disc. We could talk about that, actually. But Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate that didn't play for a little while. He came in, broke his foot. They didn't rush him back. Remember, trust the process, all that stuff. Here's your chance. Here's your chance. If you think Zion could do anything, if he could be a 25-10, rebound guy uh, and an MVP contention in three years like Embiid is, here's your opportunity to buy him for pennies on the dollar. And not I like it. wait a few weeks. Wait a few weeks. Let the let the card prices settle. But but his market will come down. There were a few people holding hope that he would come back this year. I like it. Listen, um, New York Mayor Adams uh, said today that unfortunately New York teams are still going to have to wait. Um, they're not. He's not. Uh, you know, at a point right now where he's rolling back the private employer mandate, which means. You know, you know, if you're if you're counting down the days, right? Um, you have uh, Yankees home opener is April seventh, and several of them are not vaccinated, and they won't be able to play. NBA play-in tournament starts April twelfth, uh, Kyrie, um, and the Mets home opener is April fifteenth. Um, and when when is the playing game? The play-in tournament starts April twelfth. Wow. Yeah, it comes like it comes out of nowhere. Well, dude, some teams have played seventy-two games. There's only 10, 10 games left. It's an eighty-two game season. You know, I mean, it's a couple weeks away. But yeah, it's uh, NBA playing tournament starts April twelfth, so it's still a couple weeks. But you know, the 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 mayor here in New York has said, you know, we're doing it right, and people are going to look back. And even though I'm taking heat, they're going to say I did this the right way, and all this other mumbo jumbo. No, point won't. is. Point is, it's, I mean, it, and it impacts a bunch of stuff, right? It impacts the Nets. It impacts my play, although I, I don't think it's really going to matter. Um, my play today for you guys is baseball, and it's um, it's a sneaky one. It, you know, it depends what you like about this. Um, I think it's a, a, a short-term play, um, and I was surprised at how cheap the cards were. Um, but there's, there's a couple things we'll get to where I'll, I'll speak against this guy for 
you know, longevity. Um, but if you take a look at the 2017 Topps Chrome Aaron Judge rookie in PSA 10, you can get him in the high 60s to $70 for PSA 10. Your, your GM said you guys have a good team today. Well, what is he supposed to say? He's supposed to come out and say, hey, please buy tickets, even though our team sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're still selling tickets, man. You know I mean? That's what they're going to do. And if everything breaks right, they do have 2017 a 2017 or 16? 2017. 2017. Top Chrome. The one with him fielding the ball, yeah, against the, against the fence, exactly. You know, there are refractors of this as well, but I, I'm just looking at the base one now, and here's why, guys. Um, Aaron Judge is in his final season without a contract, and he has said that um, he's not going to talk about a contract during the season, which, you know, people say, and he also came out and said he wants to be Yankee for life. The Yankees said today that they are going to present him with an offer before the season starts which you hope is one of those that's, you know, good enough that he takes, um, which means you're going to hear a lot about Aaron Judge. You're going to hear about him signing and, you know, hopefully becoming a Yankee for life. Or, so that's one, one option of two, right? And you see this has been beat, beat to hell, right? Um, this, they may sign him. And if he signs a long-term contract with the Yankees, that's great. And, you know, he'll be a, you know, Yankee, maybe become the next captain or, you know, whatever it may be. And that'll be good for his card values because, you know, you'll know he's a Yankee. He's a Yankee to begin with. He's a Yankee on this card and he'll be a Yankee forever. But why I don't mind. The other option is maybe he doesn't sign. Maybe they don't offer him enough money. Maybe he says no. And we've seen it time and time and time again that uh, players who are in their walk year, in their contract year, all of a sudden they have, you know, uh, Giancarlo Stanton stays healthy, 50 home run type of season, and then get a paycheck. Now, his paycheck might still be with the, uh, you know, with the Yankees, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it won't be. But to me, that's giving you two options here. One, in the next couple weeks, he signs with the Yankees and gets a bump. People start looking at his cards because here's Aaron Judge going to be the face of the Yankees for his whole career. Or two... He doesn't sign, and he's going to have a heck of a year. At least that's what I think. He's healthy. They figured out that oblique thing. It was a fractured rib, all that stuff. Yes, if you like autos, that's it. Back to 2013, right? Um, Only 870 bucks. Yeah, but that's a 9510. Um, I don't get it. You have, like, prospects that are way worse than Judge that are selling for 5X. Yep. Yeah, well, because people don't care. Because Judge is not not a prospect anymore. Um, Judge is, you know, somebody who, um, you know, who had a great season and then did not live up to that hype. It's exactly the player that we talk about when we talk about this, right? The Mahomes, you know, the the everything goes right, and then when it goes wrong, it's very hard to pick that back up. You know, it's very hard to get that that momentum train, that cardboard relevance train, moving back up the hill. Right, like, but his cards have been beaten up so badly um, that you know, for seventy bucks, you, you're picking up his PSA ten or the auto that you like. So here's the negatives, right? The negatives is he's older. He went to college, right? He actually played in college, and um, you know, the Yankees would be signing him at like thirty years old instead of some of these other guys who are signing much younger. You know, you don't go to college and you have the prospect time. That's four years of. Uh, you know, of, of, of playing in the minors where you didn't play in college. Um, you know, instead you're signing people who are 26 years old. Um, it's fun to think about this, but 
um, if they don't sign him, and a lot of like conspiracy theorists are saying the Yankees didn't spend money this year because they have their eyes set on a, on a prize, that prize being the man who just turned down a 13-year, $350 million contract. And every time somebody turns down a contract like that, Yankee fans are supposed to say, well, that's because he's going to come play for us. And that is Juan Soto, who when he becomes a free agent, unlike Judge, who's 30, he'll be 26 years old. 26. So real young because he started real young. And uh, next year, that's going to be a lot of the conversation. And, you know, when you compare Tatis signing a 14-year 340, um, you know, to wipe out some of his free agency, and Lindor 10-year 341, you know, to start to talk about, you know, Soto getting a 10-year 400 to $450 million contract offer, yeah, it's not next year, right? It's, it's a couple seasons away. When he's 26 years old, but it's uh, it's a fun one. It's a fun one to think about, you know? That's the I, kind of difference. I do the comparison just because of the age. I promise my confusion. Uh, you, you see my face, right? Yes, you're confused. Why? Because Aaron Judge? So, well, I'm looking at Bryce Harper. I'm thinking, okay, Bryce yep. Harper. Okay. His, so here, By the way, I, and I talked about him recently. He was my play. Exactly the same scenario. Why I think Bryce Harper is a play is because his cards are, are, are beat to hell also. Because 2011, and this is a guy who won the MVP. Chrome prospects is this? This isn't the legit, his legit card, right? Cage. So that's a facsimile auto, and what you're looking at there, you have to go backwards. When you look at it, orders, you want the Bowman Chrome auto, which will be 2011. His tops rookie will be 2012, just like his Prism rookie. So th- this is his main card. So that. I don't. What you're looking at there is not his main card. That's just a Bowman Chrome card. It's not his first Bowman card because he has a, a USA card under 18 the year before that. That would be the auto version of that would be his first auto. Oh, so you're, you're looking, looking at, at the this. same card. Yeah, I'm looking at a. I'm looking at what you're showing me. What you're sharing on the screen. Yeah. Let me share a different thing. I apologize, guys, but this is this. I think this is valuable because I'm learning myself. Like, this is his main card. Yeah, that's going to be his 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 first auto. You know, that's like a so, base first auto of him. So there are prospects right now. Like, give me some prospects in baseball. Um, J. Rod Rodriguez on Seattle. Is his Bowman prospects more more expensive than that card? Significantly more, I would bet. Yes. I don't understand, and they're like Instagram okay, doesn't. So here's why you you should understand this. Because you are making the exact opposite argument that you were making when we were having the Giannis Duncan conversation. I know Giannis is not a quote prospect, right? Giannis has already Giannis won is a, Bryce Harper to me. Correct. That's the way it should be, but it's not. In in you know in basketball, it's um, you know he's the young guy. In basketball, he's the youngster right now. And Duncan's done and finished playing and the whole deal. And you were like, oh, J. Rod wow, hasn't even played. Look he at literally hasn't cards. even played. Right? Look at Dominguez's cards. Look at Volpe's cards now. You know, look at you look at these guys, right? Look at what was happening with – and here's the fun thing, guys. You know, we see this time and time again. Look at uh, Jared Kellenick's cards, right? You know, they were up last year, and who knows what he's going to do, right? I mean, there's prospects all over the place. So people people like prospecting on, on these cards. People they like prospecting. like losing money? 
No, because eventually, if they get it right, they will make money. Harper, so like, Harper's a tough one because people just hate Harper. People don't like him. So he's a tough I'm one. I'm like sitting here. So if what's a gold refractor usually like relative to a Bowman prospects? Like so I actually, I, I actually just looked. There's a gold for Judge. There's a gold. It's not the Chrome. It's a Chrome update one of Judge. Gold refractor PSA 10 for $500 on eBay right now. It's like nothing. It's rookie gold but like, refractor. But Acuna on collectible, yeah. they rejected his the offer for his card for yep. $35,000. Yep. And it IPO'd at 22. And they're like, yep. no, no, no. Acuna is going to be like this Marvel. Dude, if Acuna has a Bryce Harper career, he sit, he he is. He'll, he'll dance from the rafters if he has a Bryce Harper. Here's a funny one, right? Bryce Harper is actually younger than Aaron Judge. You believe that? A lot of people don't realize that. And Harper's already done so much more because he came in the league, you know, years before Judge. <laughs> and he's put up, you know, MVP seasons. So Harper just doesn't get any love. Harper doesn't get any love at all. He doesn't. People don't like him. You know, he went to Philly. He didn't stay where he was. But but Harper Harper put up another MVP season this year, and people will have to look. People will have to care about his cards. I think. So maybe I'm using card ladder wrong. I'm willing to admit that. But I'll show you how much you your point. He gets no love. He's not. They don't even have Bryce Harper Bowman Chrome in card ladder. Take a look. I'll take a look. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at what you had. Just. Type Harper 2000. Yeah, I mean, so there's his 2012 update, update. But they don't have his uh, Bowman Chrome Prospects, which is like the card in baseball. So so type 2009 for just right right 2000 or 2010 right now after after Harper. 2010 Harper. Or 2010 Bryce. Yeah, see that? So there's a bone the top one. Top one. This is, his this is his first card. Yeah, because that's that was when he was on the under under eighteen USA, two thousand ten, right there. See that Strasburg's first one is in that same one too. I remember opening packs of that one. Strasburg. But it's not Bowman Chrome Prospects. So this is like a subset at the end where it was a Team USA. So that's his first Bowman Chrome card. It should say Bowman Chrome first up in the top left. I can't see it if you zoom in on it. It you does see say the, Bowman Chrome first. Okay. Yeah. So it's his first Bowman Chrome card. So his first – and that might be a challenging thing too for people like – because Bryce has a few – he also spans – he's like that Paul George, Steph Curry era, right, where it's mm-hmm. – I think he has a Panini card in 2012 that you gave or – He's got – and his first autograph is actually like an Aflac card. So okay. he's, he's also got, uh, you know, people like his Heritage High Number Auto, which is really rare and high grade too. There's a lot of Harper cards that definitely are. There's a lot of Harper cards. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but there's still such low price compared to, like, Trout. I mean, I don't want to compare him to Trout. Obviously, Trout's great. But compared to some of the prospects now, yeah, they're they're undervalued. Anyway, Aaron Judge, guys, take a look. We'll see if news comes out about him. It's just a fun one. I'm trying to, you know, steer us all towards baseball a little bit. I don't want to make too long of an episode. But we should do that, man. You know what we should do? We should ask the audience. You know, in our Discord, whatever it is, give us five prospects that you think are going to turn into something this year, or, and you know, well, let's look at their prices. And five guys who are undervalued, who've already turned something. You know, uh, they've already made careers, right? Whether you know, with people like Aaron Judge, I mean, you know, 
someone like Bellinger who won an MVP, his cards are probably dirt cheap right now because he just didn't do anything the last two years. But he's also in that Dodgers lineup, has a ring, an MVP, and maybe he turns it around this year and becomes you know a productive hitter again. But who so knows? You catch a prospect early. Mm-hmm. He has like he bursts onto the scene as the hope, like yep. a Wander Franco. Yep. You sell into strength, and then he fades into oblivion. Is that kind of how baseball? Well, the works? hope is that they don't fade, right? But here's the here's the thing, right? If we are going to name the can't miss prospects from the last two decades. The two that come to mind are Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. Harper especially. Harper was like Griffey-esque. And he's sort of delivered. I mean, he's won the, he won the MVP. You know, Trout has delivered, right? You know, um, not a lot of these other guys are quote-unquote delivering. I mean, we'll see what Wanda Franco does. He's in that category also. We'll see what Dominguez does. He's in that category you, also. You know what's frustrating about Harper? And so 2012 is when he debuted for the Nationals. 59 RBIs, 22 home runs, batting average 270. Then 58 RBIs, 20 home runs. Then 32 RBIs, 13 home runs. Then, then in after three years, and talk about when you lose cardboard relevance, it's hard to get it back. He started to get better. But those first three years, maybe he lost cardboard relevance and didn't perform. Because he's actually doing better now, Cage. He has 84 RBIs last season. In 2019, he had 114. He's picked it up as he's aged. Yeah, the home run numbers are key. I mean, he had he had an MVP season. What was it, 2015 maybe? He had an MVP season, like like you know, one for the ages. Right? Yeah, was 2015, 42 home runs, 99 RBIs, 330 batting average. I mean, batted 330 with 42 home runs. That's, you know, back then especially, the ball wasn't as juiced as it is now. And, you know, the whole, the whole deal, you know. I mean, that, that was a heck of a season he had there, right? That's when he won the MVP, I think. Yeah. Um, did he win it again last year? Yep. Well, yeah. So I mean, you know, this is a right. I mean, I, I mean, five five tool player. It says it right on his Wikipedia, so they don't lie. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't lie. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, listen. Go ahead. No, I, I, I kids dinner food. Wanted to wrap up. Do you have anything else? Anything comes to mind? Uh, join our Facebook group, folks. Subscribe on our YouTube page. Uh, the Facebook page uh, will have a ton of information about our SGC, um, you know, group subs. Our, our um, YouTube page is growing in leaps and bounds. We've almost got as many people watching on YouTube now as we have listening, which is you know, an impressive thing because there's a lot on both. Uh, people like how you maneuver and share your screen with, uh, you know, with functionality on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's... That's pretty much all. And, and anybody who's coming to Mint Collective, now we're only a couple days away. Send me a message. We'll find a time to meet up. Luca Nation Network on Facebook. You got your Pele card today. How did it feel? It felt like a very large box for a very small card. Two boxes. A box yes. inside of a box. A box inside of a box. And uh, it was cool. I'll bring it. You know, I'll bring it to the, I'll bring it to the show. Maybe maybe there'll be some maybe some trading to be done. Love you guys. Fun. Love you, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.